We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Last time you guys played Cleveland, you, you, uh, here at the Garden, you won by 11. McBride and Quickly were great against Garland and Mitchell. Feels like again tonight, Donovan just 9-24 from the field. Was that the game plan tonight, to, to shut those guards down? <laughs> Uh, you know, like, or the idea was to, to try to make them work. The, I mean, they're so gifted and talented. You know, sometimes it works out. You know, like, they, they also miss some shots that they normally make. But they're a real good team, and they're, they're, they're tough to match up with. So, um, Jumping in, because it's time to do a quick reset Please. and talk about where the Knicks' advanced stats now Yay. stand. Um, so, I, look, this was while I was off this weekend and experiencing the Knicks losing. I now would do the refreshing of the stats and be like, damn, they keep climbing the offensive ranks, though, which is like tough to compute that the, the problem with this team has not been their offense, regardless of what you want to say, of how many assists they're, they're getting and whatnot. They are up to sixth early. It's still at sixth. Still at sixth. They in came offensive into rating. But like they've been like hovering around tied with Dallas is my point. Now Dallas, Dallas is I have ahead. Dallas on right now. There's a hundred there's a hundred. There's three forty left in this game. Dallas already has 115 points, but they are losing to the Washington Wizards. Yes. That that could drop them down to twenty five and twenty four. The Knicks currently have Dallas's first round pick top ten protected. Um the Knicks are fourteenth in defense now. Fourteenth after tonight? Fourteenth after tonight. Now that means they went down a spot. That is that does now they were hovering they're tied for thirteenth with Minnesota, and like the difference between them and twelfth, Chicago is one thirteen. The Knicks are one hundred thirteen point two, but the difference between them and nineteenth is point four. So they're one thirteen point two, one thirteen point two per hundred possessions, and then the Raptors are one hundred thirteen point six per hundred possessions. So they are a nice little cluster that they're in. Yeah, they're a middle of the pack defensive team. What's their net rating at right now? Still, eight, still ninth, right? Yes, still ninth. The net rating. And for all of the ball handling or ball movement crew, well, that came out weird. Um, <laughs> the ball movement crew out there that is wanting shout out Manscaped that wants the Knicks to pass the ball more. Um, they're up to 29th in assist ratio. Hey, up from last, still last in assist percentage, but. Um, up. There you go. Progress is is progress. Progress is go. progress indeed. Thank you, Andrew, for the stats update. Um, You're very welcome. By the way, we you guys apparently missed a uh, a Patreon, not a Patreon, a super chat the other 
Yes. Yes, Frank. we did. I thought we were going to. Oh, my God. I thought we were going to talk about that with Jeremy. We forgot. Yeah. Some other things were talked about with Jeremy, which great show yesterday. Not complaining. We will wrap up today's show with that conversation. So, okay. Well, Sounds that'll good. be a fun. One. That will be a fun one. Thank you, Andrew, as always. Um, and then if you're I know Andrew didn't mention it, but if you're a, a good old fashioned sort and you just want to think about where the team's record is, the Knicks currently in terms of win percentage um, are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh, eleventh best record in the NBA. It's amazing. Sky could be falling one day. The next day you're looking up being like, you know what? Not that bad. Not that bad. Let's keep it going. Thank you again, Andrew. I have to scroll all the way up. Got to give me a minute. That's okay. I'm. Uh, can I say what I'm watching on my hey, television, which is behind please. my laptop? The the Mavs. And I've seen this guy before and I've never commented on it. The Mavs mascot, as best as I could tell, and he's shooting something out of a cannon into the crowd. I'm assuming it's t-shirts. Maybe it's bags of shit, for all I know. Um, looks like a Power Ranger. What what game are you watching? The, the Mavs. The Power Rangers are there? Oh, okay. The Mavs mascot is a Power Ranger. How funny would that be, though, if they replaced the T-shirts from the T-shirt cannon with bags of duty? See, now that would be fun. Ball handling and bags of duty. We're uh, we're covering our bases here tonight on on the post game. See, I like I'm, fun. I like. Look, I'm proud of you. You found fun. I, I'm very proud of you. You're telling There's, me you wouldn't laugh if you saw a crowd. No, I would not laugh. No, and I know that this is just like how you think of the entertainment. Should we were joking about this in the the playback tonight? That John's version of in arena entertainment is someone sitting at a table and like reading stats off of cleaning the glass. No music, no nothing. Just right. And the rest of us who paid hundreds of dollars to go to an arena want a t-shirt thrown at us or want to guess a game or figure out what, what a hat uh, you're supposed to choose when they like switch the cups around or switch the hats around on the screen. And on under what hat is the baseball under, you know? No. Read stats, read stats or have cannons alternating between parkas and bags of duty and you try to get the parka so you if in case you get then hit with the all right. We, Did you see uh, the movie Triangle of Sadness? No, not yet. I want to see it though. I know it got it nominated today. Nominated for Best Picture. There's a scene that judging by what you just said, you would enjoy. Oh, great. Now I'm looking so, forward to seeing it even more. There you go. I we're we're caught up. Shout out. They're they're now giving the there's a super chat that is literally just hashtag ball handling crew. And this is right after Dan Hidalgo, who's our next super chatter, said I've come a long way in my public speaking, even though I went to school for broadcasting. So glad I'm coming a long way with my public speaking. Congratulations, Andrew. Hashtag ball handling. Dan Hidalgo. All right. Who uh, who had iHeart with two blocks late in the fourth to win the game on their bingo card? Yeah, that bingo card doesn't exist. Uh, Listen, scrap and claw, whatever's going to get you there. Scrap and claw. That's all I care about. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Hushzu, I heart is him for today. Him or he? Are we Raptors to the Cavs? That's a good one. Seems like we match up pretty well against them. Ha ha. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I know the last game they played against the Cavs. Uh, who was it? Gar- was it Garland was out? Or someone was out. One of the big four was out. I think it was Garland. Um, it doesn't matter. It was still a big win then. It was a big win today. Necessary win. Maybe. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind how they match up against the Cavs. 
think they match up pretty good when the Cavs aren't hitting 8,000 threes, which I know they did the first time we played them this year. Uh, thanks, Hush. Appreciate it. Robert Cross, it's your boy, John. I think there is something to Deuce McBride. Nice to see him contribute on the hardwood of the Mecca tonight. Hashtag 53 wins. I think you can argue. I don't say this is Deuce's biggest game as a Nick. Biggest performance as a Nick. Because he what, whatever his stat line was, like it wasn't that robust. But he made meaningful contributions. He made meaningful contributions. And I think like if teams are going to disrespect him as an offensive player, which they have every right to do based on how he's performed thus far. He needs to make contributions like this. He had So he had the one three and he had three assists. So, you know, that's excuse me. No, he didn't have the one three. He was one for two from the field and he must have made a free throw. He was oops. One of three from the line. So that wasn't so good from Deuce, but uh, no, good, good game from him. Uh, I, if again, if I was a betting man, I would bet that after the trade deadline, he is going to become a situational player. Um, that would be my guess. We'll see. Maybe tonight changes their thinking. Who knows? Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it as always. D Zilla, what's going on, D? Despite uncertainty and hysteria, this team is still overachieving. Yes, we are. Thank you for talking sense. We all know the Knicks aren't winning a chip yet. Let's enjoy the roller coaster ride. I've really, I don't want to be negative. I've enjoyed this season a lot. I think I have, I'll just say, I have not loved the conversation around the team this year. Um, because again, I'll go back to, the main my my main my main theme I think of this season is like we and I'm including myself on this for sure I'm not I'm not absolving myself of what I'm about to say but I do think we as Nick fans maybe do need to get used to what mediocrity feels like looks like smells like tastes like all that all that stuff like when you're a mediocre team like you're gonna have losses that just feel inexplicable and then you're gonna have some great wins and like that's that's kind of just like I think what happens um, because if it was if if you felt great about everything and you felt great about like you know you'd, you'd be you'd be a better than mediocre team they're a mediocre team you know we hope that they're on the good side of mediocrity and not on like the downside of mediocrity like you could say the Bulls are a mediocre team you know and it's better to be a good mediocre team than a bad mediocre team and I I just. I don't think they have the talent yet to be to be better than 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 what they are, but we'll you know we'll see. Thanks, Diesel. I appreciate that comment a lot. Uh, man, as the as I'm watching the Wizards just gave a ball away to a, to Luka Doncic, who's now going to go to the foul line with a chance to take the lead. It's frustrating. Forgot NYC. Couldn't do anything but laugh at the RJ miss. LOL. Um, talk, look, RJ had a nice game. Finished the game. With an air or what was almost an air ball, started the game by falling on his ass. <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> when he just fell down. Oh man, RJ is going to be fun. He's a good player. Christian Finnegan, what's going on, Christian? Great to hear from you, man. I don't mean to pee in the vibes, but RJ has to be the most blocked player in the league. Is that a stat that could be looked up? Um. 
it is it's not a stat where you could I have looked for this stat many times on nba.com backslash stats uh, their their main stats website I can't find it on there um, there there's like a there's like another page where you could find block shots in like I think like certain situations um, but no I can't I can't find it he gets blocked a lot he gets blocked a lot. I agree with that. But he also drives the lane a lot. And like, I don't, it used to get under my skin a lot of the things that bother me about RJ now that has actually moved further down the list. Um, but yeah, it's fair to be, it's fair to be concerned about that. That's fair. But it's part of the process for him. And he doesn't get blocked as much as he used to. Chris Carter, what's going on, Chris? I've got an amazing stat, I think. Sean might like. Oh, okay. Julius Randle is currently averaging more points than anyone who is averaging <laughs> less points than him. I want you to react to this, Andrew, because I want to look something up. This is a great joke, by the way, Chris. If you know, you know. If you don't, go rewatch Casual Friday for one of the funniest moments I've ever had on a podcast. I no. did not get a chance to, to listen to the whole episode. I'll explain it. No, I know. When- I know what you're talking about because I, okay. I know I'm familiar with the part that this is referring to. The joke. Okay. If you want to explain it for anybody else, feel free. Well, let me react and then I'll explain. You, you said you, you said you wanted me to react to something. I wanted you to react to something that I'm looking up right now. Oh, so while you're looking up, I will explain. I needed you to filibuster. Producing on the fly. So the other when when it was Sean's turn to give his box in one topic, uh, apparently on the Twitter. There was pushback to Jalen Brunson calling him a selfish player that he's not a real point guard. Should have just got quickly. We, we'd rather have other players and the the lack of gratefulness that we've got a point guard finally was very prominent in the, the Twitter streets that, that Sean likes to argue and, and be on the front lines of here for us at Nick's Film School. Shout out to, to KFS Study Hall every weekend with him and Chris Percy Einan. Um, so he was looking up some stats and he quoted like what Jalen Brunson averages per game. And then I guess the way he sorted it, he was like, he also has the most assists in the league, which then caused all three of us other casuals, Mensa, XJ and I. And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> and so while he was continuing to make his point, we looked it up like ourselves on, on basketball reference, whatever stat page is like, um, so there's like 13 other guys that have more assists than him. But to your point, like he, he has a lot of assists. Like we're trying to soften the blow. Then he's like, I have to, to correct what, what I did. I sorted it by guys that have only averaged Jalen Brunson, 6.3 assists and whoever is less than him. So he's the most, of guys that have averaged at least 6.3 assists. So he has the most assists. And the joke was like for players that are averaging less assists than Jalen Brunson per game, he has the most assists. And that is why that joke is hilarious. So good job, Chris. This is what I wanted to say for Julius Randle. Julius Randle currently has the fourth most points in basketball this year. Not averaging, obviously, but he has the fourth most points in basketball and he has... um, the second most rebounds in basketball. So like, mm. I think for any coaches out there still considering Julius Randall's all-star candidacy, 
I think the way that you factor in the fact that the guy does just not miss games, that's the way you factor it in. Fourth most points, second most rebounds, and I actually wouldn't be shocked if he was pretty high up there in assists. Um, the 47th most assists in the game. You know, not terrible. Jalen Brunson still at 14th in assists per game. The assist total. Assist total. Assist total. Yeah, 283. Um, man, Nikola Jokic has the second most assists in the league this year. It's wild. Uh, third. Total assists. Yeah. Trey Young is 424. Tyrese Halliburton is 409. And Nikola Jokic has 415. Oh, this isn't updated with what he's played tonight. So, it's that's a bad why. job by you. I sorry, terrible I, job. I'm producing the see. I'm producing your post game. I should be watching basketball. And stuff. You know what they call that? What? Call that an excuse. It's a good one too. All right, fine, John. You produce it. Go ahead. Please, God, no. God, man. That's what I thought. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Thanks, Chris, for for leading us down that fucking rabbit hole. Uh, Dom did that. This Julius gets my gold crown for the day. RJ gets the root canal. Man, it's a lot of RJ hate tonight. Come on, I'm the one who's supposed to be doing the RJ hate. Um, Tibbs needs his brain X-rayed for bringing Julius back so quickly in the fourth. I mean, I don't have an issue. I didn't have a huge issue. Benji said in the in the playback he would have liked to see Obi for another minute and a half. Look, it's a fair quibble. It's a fair quibble, um, especially since the offense kind of stagnated for a little while and the Cavs got back in the game. But like a game like that, for for the way Julius played, like you, you want him in there and Hardenstein was great. Like you wanted him in there, you know, like o- Obi came and did his job and his job was in 10 minutes. It's not perfect. I'm, and I'm not even saying it was necessarily the right decision. Like just because they won, doesn't make it the right decision. Maybe if he had left Obi Toppin in there longer, they would have won going away. Who knows? You know, so it's a fair quibble. Um, it's not one that I personally am going to be bothered by. Thank you, Dom. Fargo Tufo, the doubters can say we haven't beat, can't say we haven't beaten a healthy good team this year. This was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Watching on playback is fun, but stressful. Um, I-T-O-F-T-S. Help me out, Andrew. I'm so slow on the uptake. I-T-O-F-T-S. I-T-O-F-T-S. I think... What? Is it F- is the FTS free throws? I don't know. Um, I so, someone in the chat help us out. I T O F T S. Keep it going, and then we'll. we'll I toss. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that. Oh, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, I am too old for this. See, I'm too old for any of this shit for figuring out acronyms. Right? Acronym is it an acronym? Yeah. I think it's an yes, acronym. I should know that. Keith. I really still can't believe we found a way to hold on. I was when come on when Donovan Mitchell was bringing up the ball. It was just a matter of how. It wasn't a matter of whether we were going to lose the game. As the Mavs lose to the Wizards on their home court, thank goodness for that. I'm so happy the Wizards pulled this one out. Anyway, this team makes me feel a million emotions in a single game. Shout out to Julius and the shout out to Hart for actual clutch defense. Let's go KFS. Thank you, Keith. Really appreciate that. Very generous and kind of you to say that. Um, Mavs draft pick keeps getting better. Love it. Dan Hidalgo, another win streak incoming. Why the streaks? 
Well, the last so the last stretch they had the one loss amidst 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 seven wins. Hopefully, this is not the one win amidst several losses. Um, the Boston game is going to be so freaking hard. It's going to be so. I mean, they're going to Boston, and Boston is now coming off two losses in a row. They rested everybody tonight, and they lost to the Heat in what was a. a all I saw was that it's a close game, and I know they rested a lot of guys. I didn't look at the box score for that. And before that, last night, so second night of back to back, which would explain why they rested everybody tonight. They lost to Orlando for I believe the third team, third time this year. So like you're probably going to get an angry um, Boston team, a rested Boston team. Like I am not going to go crazy if they lose against Boston. But we did learn today that Kevin Durant is going to be out for a couple of weeks, at least more. And he's going to be out for this game that we're playing against Brooklyn on Saturday. That's a game like I know. I, listen, Brooklyn's playing out of their minds right now. Kyrie's playing like a top 10 player in the league uh, of late. I mean, his fourth quarter that he had against. Um, oh, my God. He had a fourth quarter against someone that was unbelievable. And then he played an entire game against the Warriors. That was unbelievable. Like he, he's, he's been out of his mind. That's not going to be an easy game. That's going to be a really, 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 a really hard game. I'm looking forward to that one. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right now. I hope they, look, I hope they, they take Boston down to the wire and, and that's a competitive game. I'm not going crazy about the Boston game. The Brooklyn game is what I have circled now. And then we can move on from there. Because then I believe they have four straight games at home, starting with LeBron James and your Los Angeles Lakers. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What's up, Knicks fans? I get extremely busy this time of the year. I'm watching basketball games, recording podcasts, and brainstorming ways to trade your favorite Knicks. So I try to save time and skip the grocery store when I can. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply. With an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, there really is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Don't hesitate. Head to factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. Mitchell Berger, what's going on, Mitchell? Biggest win of the season. Been a rough night for me, but really glad the Knicks and KFS can make things a little better. Thank you, iHeart. Um, Mitchell, I'm sorry it's been a rough night for you. Uh, I hope nothing is too bad. Uh, and if something is really not good, then, you know, I'm glad we could be a distraction. And yeah got all the love of the KFS community coming your way. So, shout out to you, man. Thanks, Mitchell. David Crockett, what's going on? My main man, David Crockett. If iHeart wants to bring this verve, especially on the glass, I would like that. Thank you very much. Seriously, um, long before the last play, he was good. It was his best, Before the last play, it was his best game of the season, bar none. 100%. It was his best game of the season. And, and I'm like, look, I mean, he. Someone left him in down the stretch. It's a good decision. Just saying. Thank you, David. 
Appreciate it as always. Juan Sex 51. I love this name. Knicks match up well with this Cavs team. Yes. To be honest, none of their wings uh, besides Mitchell gets minutes for Tibbs. Non-factors at their three. Horrible. Um, yeah, they need they need a wing. And they don't have anything left to trade for a wing. It's interesting because they have Karis LeVert. And like a few years, I mean, God, uh, there are some people who will never let me live certain Karis LeVert comments down. I, I've, I've praised Karis LeVert in the past as being, you know, pretty good player. And I think he is a pretty good player, but it's incredible that he is like unequivocally at no higher than fifth in the pecking order for this team. And yet they're still desperate for a three because he's not the sort of three that they need. You know, what they need is for Isaac Okoro to be able to knock down a corner three or at least have be good enough that teams could guard him. And they don't have that. Um, I think they're down. I think they're down one or they're, they're down someone. They're down a they're down a wing who plays for them. I forget which one. I get their wings confused, if I'm being honest. But yeah, they um, yeah, they could use a guy like Quentin Grimes. That's for sure. Or Emmanuel quickly for that matter. Uh, Boomer Poems. What's going on, Boomer Poems? Uh, oh, I just noticed that Jimmy Butler didn't play for the Heat tonight. So good win by them. Uh, I guess the most value we get out of an eighth overall pick is the drafting Randall's replacement might have lit that fire that got him where he is today. You know, that's a, such a fascinating way to look at it. And I've never, I've never looked at it that way. Great job by you. I don't know. Is who knows? I don't know. I feel like look, regardless of what your stance is on the OB thing, the OB Randall thing, Tibbs, the front office, like everybody, you could bring everybody into it. It's impossible not to feel bad for OB Toppin. Um, because that dude, I don't know if he's what you know. I, I I don't know if what he's what people maybe envision coming out of college. Like again, don't forget he was supposed to be the surest thing coming out of that draft, um, and he hasn't been. That is neither here nor there. When you just consider, like he's clearly an NBA player. He's a good NBA player. He's a contributor for a, a team off the bench that should be playing more than he's playing. He's shown enough to play more than he's playing, even if his fit may not be perfect. So I feel bad for Obi. But yeah, maybe. You might be right on that. Thanks, Boomer Poems. Appreciate it. Forgotten NYC. Cavs draft well, but man, was a coral a miss. That, so, Andrew, you want to hop up for one sec? Hi. Let's go you, back. Go ahead. So, Obi's draft was, it was 2020 NBA draft? Yep. Okay. Um... So the Cavs, who they were the one, they were the team that everybody thought was going to draft Obi Toppin, and that we were going to trade up with maybe to get Obi Toppin, whatever. They had the fifth pick after Edwards Wiseman, oof, Lamelo Ball, and then Patrick Williams, maybe oof, also. So they, so the Cavs took a Coral fifth. Okongwu went sixth. Killian Hayes went seventh. Obi Toppin eighth. Denny Avdia. I think we still don't quite know what he is. Ninth. Jalen Spirit is a Kongwu is where I'd put Avdia. Like a rebound machine that doesn't really have an offensive bag. Who? Avdia? Yeah. 
Like same I, spirit. I, I, I think he's a good player. Uh, Jalen Smith, 10. And then the guy that I think even maybe more than Halliburton because of what's transpired in terms of getting Mitchell and obviously they have Garland. Maybe even the regret more than Halliburton is Devin Vassell, who went 11th mm. to the Spurs. That's probably the guy um, that you're that you're losing sleep over. Josh Green would look pretty good in a Cavs uniform. He fell to 18th. Um, and then you go down further and you got Maxi, you got Quickly, and obviously um, would the Cavs be favorites to win it all if they had Des Bain? <laughs> you think Des Bain is still a Cav if they've already, like the Donovan Mitchell trade then happens? Well, maybe if he's not a Cav, maybe, well, no, I was going to say maybe Markinen still is, and Markinen's about to be an all-star, but Markinen, uh, they need it for salary. Here's a tough part about doing this is this There's, is the draft for Mobley, does. so it's tough yeah. to be like, oh, they whiffed on a core, which I agree with, with Forgot NYC sentiment here, but then the next year they hit right. on Mobley, they signed Markinen to a one-year deal, you know, they and maybe able if, to, so many other dominoes fell after this draft. And maybe if Bain, if maybe whether it's Vassell or Bain, well, Vassell probably wouldn't make made a meaningful difference in his first year. But like, maybe if they had Bain, maybe they don't finish with as bad a record where they were able to draft Mobley. So yeah, that's fair. I think someone hacked the KFS account. Why? So people on YouTube, people listening, I should say, go to YouTube and see. Somebody said something about Carmelo Anthony, and then the the KFS account just went all caps and just started like arguing in the chat. I don't know who would have done that defended Carmelo Anthony in all caps, but <laughs> on behalf of Nick's film school, I, I you were serious for a second. No, I, I don't know who did that, but Oh, Carmelo Anthony, good basketball player. Congrats on the, it's the nine year anniversary. So shout out to Melo of the 62 point game in the garden. One of the greatest nights in MSG history. I was watching some, that. Some might say I was watching that game on a, uh, I couldn't have been more than I legitimately think it was like a 10 inch TV. It was in my, my now wife's old bedroom at her house in Long Island. I watched mm. that game. But. I was in college. I specifically remember had a paper due the next morning and the plan was to get it done before midnight. And I chose instead when I was told he had 20 in the first quarter to go to like a local place where the game was playing uh, and instead like stayed out and pulled an all-nighter instead. Good for you. Right decision. That's correct decision. I graduated. Decision. <laughs> Greg Moran, absolutely massive W. They needed that. I needed that. We needed that. Big exhale. My favorite comment of the night. I do feel like I needed that as much as I did. My God. Red Sarah Jack, a little hesitant a le- or a less hesitant, excuse me, Julius and Grimes equals better offense. Obi with huge minutes. Yes. In his 10, they were huge. Better from three than Papa. Um, than Papa EV. Papa Ev. Papa Ev. Yeah. Papa Ev. Yeah. Oh, Papa. Papa Ev. By the way, Sims is zero from holes. Sims is zero from holes. I don't know what that means. Just for tonight, I heart um, better than Carbone. I, I don't know. I, I can't speak to that because I haven't bent the Carbone. I'll let you know once I go. Thank you, Red. Just for tonight. There's there's some codes in that that super chat. Yeah. Uh, um, Jericho Sims zero from holes. He had two points and apparently has has not. Um, He's like 13 for his last 13. So he's not missed a shot in a couple days. That I know. A couple games. All right. 
But I agree with the quick decisions uh, for Julius and, and Grimes. Both of them playing playing really well. Uh, Jeremy Chase, 51.5% versus 36.4% from three-pointer pointers is the story of this, the, uh, this game. Go New York. Have you seen the movie Holes? That's what no. he was referencing. So there's a character, I think, called Zero. Oh, with an afro? This is, yeah, this is the Shia LaBeouf movie. Yes, okay. I, I, people Google holes from, uh, uh, zero from holes, and you'll understand who we're talking about. Fantastic job, by the way, Jeremy, pointing out the three-point percentage discrepancy. Like, I think it's okay to acknowledge that the Knicks probably needed a little bit of luck tonight. And they got it in the form of a lot of made three pointers because they did not play perfect ball. And the way the Knicks are right now, down Mitchell Robinson facing a great team in the in the cab, or at least a very, 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 very good team in the Cavs. You would have thought they would have needed to play perfect ball to win. They didn't play perfect ball. They got a little lucky with the threes. I don't feel bad about it. Thanks, Jeremy. That's holes. That that's zero from holes for those who are watching. As uh, a young man with the same similar hair to what Jericho Sims has today, so good good call, Red. That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Pop culture mavens here. Fargo Tufo, where does Randall rank on all time Julius's? I have him ahead of just ahead of Irving and behind Caesar. Well, those are the two that come to mind. Um, is it? Can you think of a third, a fourth Julius? Literally about to go look up. Let me Julius. see if I can think of one. Julius. Um, I mean, I think of orange Julius, but that's not a person. That's a drink or a, or a dessert. It's a dessert. Um, Julius. Julius Peppers. The football player. Julius Peppers. Oh, I remember Julius Peppers. Yeah, played in the Super Bowl for the the Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Yep. And then he went and he played in a, a he was he went with another team at the end of his career that was pretty good. The Packers. There, and was the it the Packers? And the Bears for that matter. He played in the Super Bowl with the no, he didn't play in the Super Bowl with the Bears when they went with Hold Rex on. Grossman. Uh I want to make sure I'm not imagining this. What? Yeah. Oh no. That's a bad job by me. I'm going to say it. I can't hide it now. I was thinking of the Ving Rhames character in Pulp Fiction, but that's Jules, not Julius. Jules, yeah. Yeah, it's a bad job by me. That's Sorry. Not yeah, a lot I... of famous Juliuses. So Julius Randle is in the top three. We'll, we'll go with that. Sure. Put him ahead of Julius Serving. Forgotten NYC. Who's getting three stars? Hart or Julius? Julius getting three stars. That's without question. Uh, Julius gets three stars. Hardenstein gets two. And pretty sure quickly he's going to get one. That's, a, um, that would, I, that's what I would say would be the correct order. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I stayed on because I need to prep you for the next couple of chats because Busy, one of our favorite super chatters and Discord uh, uh, people um, that converses with us a ton and keeps us on our toes and challenges us, uh, he will not be at our town hall tomorrow. So he put all of his topics in the super chats and have nothing to do with tomorrow's with, with the game tonight. So what I will put up is the thing he left on disc uh, on a playback, not on discord on playback. And then he put this in the discord to be like, this is the vibe I actually have. So he said this when we were 
um, when the game was ending. We go in 3-0 next three. You heard it here first. I love it. So that is actually his vibe. Okay. I love that. That's and great. He, he puts up this first super chat. Is it fair well, and reasonable? Well, hold on. This first super chat. I can't attend tomorrow's town hall. So tonight's super chat will be the things I wanted to bring up instead of tonight's game. I appreciate. Thank you for the contributions, Busy. Seriously, you're, you're a gem. Um, share with everyone tomorrow. I'm curious to hear everyone's opinions. Okay. Let's, let's get to it. I love it. Is it fair and reasonable to say that this coach, coach's lack of flexibility restricts the front office's talent pool of players? that they could go out and acquire? That's a great question. Mm. Tibbs has a type. And if you're not his type, you're probably not going to play unless you could fit unless you could fit yourself into the square. Is it square peg round hole? So yep. fit yourself into the round hole. Um, I don't... I mean... Like, what is Tibbs' type? Tibbs' type is a guy that could defend. Um, defend in... And I th- uh, let me say this because I, I think the Hardstein drop coverage conversation that has kind of gotten out of hand, which shout out to Benji for putting out a nice thread today. I think it's easier to fit into a Tibbs defensive scheme if you're a wing player or, or just a perimeter player than it is if you're like he has very stringent requirements of his bigs in a defensive scheme. I think if you're a, if you're a guard or a wing or even like a guy like Julius Randle, as long as you like try hard and give effort, you know, like, and the other thing about that is if you're a guy who gives the team a decent amount of offense and like real offensive versatility, like part, I think the reason why he stuck with Fournier for so long last year and stuck with him to start this season, other than the fact that Grimes was hurt is because I think he believed in Fournier's ability to really bend the defense with his shot making. So I think he does have a little bit more leeway on the defensive end in terms of offense. I think he values. Obviously he wants guys who can create matchup advantages. So, but I feel like those are the traditionally that's like, there's more of those players in terms of like, targetable assets. There's more of those sorts of players than a guy like I'm trying to think of um, an example of a guy who is like has an offensive skill set that is more I don't know if you want to say nuanced or more like it, you know, I'm trying to think of guys who play on like the, the, the Spurs or or the Warriors or something or maybe even the Nuggets. I don't know. I don't have a great example because I don't think that there are as many of those guys out there. Now, Hardenstein is an example of one of those guys who has kind of a unique offensive skill set. And he's come at, come here, and it's been and it's kind of up until tonight been not good. So I think I'm going to answer this question with like a a slight no, um, and that's only because again I was I'm going to try to be fair to Tibbs, but in fairness to Tibbs, I do think most coaches have a type, and, mo- and all teams run a, a certain type of scheme. And it's hard to ask a coach to completely blend. It's like okay, we're going to give you this player, figure out a way to use the player. Some some coaches are obviously better that, than that at others. Tibbs is arguably as bad at it as any as anyone. Um, you know, but he also does things well. So that's a good question, Busy. Let's go on. The chat is saying Julius from Vampire in Brooklyn. Never see I'm familiar with the, the movie. It's an Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy movie, right? Eddie Murphy movie. I also have never seen it. Never seen it. Um 
that was a movie that I believe came at an interesting time in Eddie Murphy's career. Um, he was trying to, if I uh, looked that up, that was that 90 or 91? 95. Um, yep. 95. 95. 95? So it was that late? Post SNL, post 80s Eddie Murphy, and pre like uh, Dr. Doolittle, Nutty Professor. Yeah, no, I know that. When, yeah. When was Cop 3? Beverly Hills Cop 3. Was after Vampire, right? I'm looking at his filmography now. I think that was after. I thought that was really, man, that's a bad job by me that I was off by so many years. Um, I'll read Busy's comment. Is it fair and reasonable to say that the coaches lack of flexibility? Oh, you already read this one. Yeah, here's one. the next one. Uh, how much faith should we have going into this trade deadline that would, whoever the front office acquires will be able to be properly integrated into the team? Oh, I think I, I have a lot of faith. The Cam thing was bizarre from the moment it happened and it was a miss it was in the middle of what was clearly a breakdown that was like actively happening between the front office and the coaching staff i do not think for better or worse i do think they're pretty much on the same page right now um i'm not worried about that myself beverly hills cop three was in 94 so the year before vampire in brooklyn but to to my my point it's the year after boomerang yeah or two years after Boomerang. Um, and then 90 is another 48 hours. So this transitions into the mid to late 90s when Eddie Murphy had the Nutty Professor, Dr. Well, Doolittle, Bowfinger. Nutty Professor was like 96 or 97. 96. Well, it's literally the year before. Man, you know? I I thought he was... So Vampire was really after he had been struggling, not struggling, but after he had really kind of been on a five-year fallow period, if not longer. Hmm. Well, depends what you call fallow period. I mean, some of those movies made a lot of money, but like you could argue that after the first, after Cop 1, Cop 2, 48 Hours. Coming to America would be the I, Coming to America, which is, I yeah. think, is the. Although I kind of like Harlem Nights. So. Coming to America is the. I think Coming to America is the funniest Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, me, same. I co signed that. Coming to America is in one of. It's in my top 10 for funniest ever. It was my number three of the decade for 80s comedies. It's like Ghostbuster coming to America and Airplane have like a rotation of like holding the number one spot at a certain point. Um, the only other Julius that was mentioned. Have you ever seen the show? Everybody hates Chris. Yes, I have. So Terry Crews, the dad on the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. His name is Julius. That's so cool. and then. Bowfinger. Okay, now we're listing Eddie Murphy movies in the chat. Bowfinger, Trading Places. Trading Places. I oh played. my God, I forgot Trading Places. Yeah, Awful that's part of the me. 80s run that Eddie Murphy had where he also was like the guy who saved Saturday Night Live for a couple seasons too. Yeah, 48 Hours, Cop 1, Cop 2, Trading Places, and uh, Coming to America is the best comedy decade. I mean, you have to go, probably have to go back to the 50s. For any for any single actor to have had a better comedy decade, um, and I don't think anybody, honestly, I don't think anybody comes close. You could, I'm sure people will be like, "Will Ferrell, uh, Chris Bill Farley Murray, Bill, Bill, Bill Murray would be the one I'd compete with, but I would take Getty Murphy over him." So. Murray had stripes and Ghostbusters and Groundhog Jack. Day. Oh, Groundhog Day's in the '90s, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That Groundhog Day was '92. Um and uh, Caddyshack, I believe, was seventy nine. So we can't put those together. 
And Murray also had some misses in that time period. Like Eddie didn't miss for uh, what? Six years, five, six years, whatever it was. But then after that, the next big, big, big hit was Nutty Professor. We're really going off the rails. We are off the rails. Thank okay. you, Busy, for the super chats. I'll let you read. Greg Film Stuff. Uh, what's up, Mac? I uh, didn't really like iHeart watching Mobley save that ball in the corner, but he did provide some clutch defense to seal the win, so I'll take it. Um, yeah, he wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. Reyna has won me over, and the Knicks actually don't implode in the third quarter. Well, they tried to implode at first, and then we we were watching that beginning of the third quarter on playback, and we were like, oh, my God. I think Benji actually said it was like that was the worst beginning of a third quarter that we've seen this year. It was bad. And then they rebounded, so credit to them. Thanks, Greg. Always appreciate your generous contributions. 